Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Come with me 
um, to act as a second pair of eyes because I really can't see that great at night. You know, I can see, but I can't see that great at night. And uh, deer do pop out because, um, you know, sometime in the summer there I hit one. So I don't want that to happen again. I really, and I have this like eerie feeling now that oh, it's going to happen again. But let's let's not have it happen again. Um, so last week I got to drag these out, you know, get some get some time in, maybe get some people on the phone or something. Um, but. Excuse me, I'm uh, drinking my first Heineken, my first beer since uh, probably the summertime, and even when the ones I had in the summertime might have been one, I don't really drink that much beer, so, you know, I I like to do these shows with, like, different combinations of uh, intoxicating substances, some might say, and some people who do podcasting or even uh, radio or pirate radio really don't approve of, you know, doing a a podcast or radio show under um, the influence of anything. But I, I, I look at it differently. I'm not here to have fun. I'm not here to be all serious and uh, talk about politics and, you know, get death threats from uh, people who are mad that I might might um, agree with Donald Trump on some things. Um, but anyway, no politics. So moving on, it was about 10.30 at night last week. I don't remember what day, but it doesn't matter. And I had to go take care of something. And it was in the back, you know, we live kind of in the backwoods, but we live near a, you know, a street that actually has a regular flow of traffic. We were stuck out in this place in, uh, well, first of all, it was like nine degrees with the wind chill. It was cold. I went, I saw the person I had to see. I started heading back. Now, these are dirt roads. And it's been icy and snowy. And it hasn't snowed a lot this year, um, which is good. But it has snowed, and it has created snow on the sides of the road and things like that. And I was on a dirt road, and which there are many of. You know, we don't live on a dirt road, but there's nothing wrong with that. But they're just not easy to maintain. They get really potholy and they get ice on them. And so anyway, to make a long story short, headed out from my house, went up to see my friend, um, came pretty much right back, and we didn't get we didn't get about quarter mile down the road before I just caught a patch of black ice and slid along the side of the road, the shoulder, the shoulder. I was waiting for the sound of me colliding with something, whether it be a fence or whether it be some kind of uh, tree or something like that. But luckily, 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 it was just snow. 
didn't hit it. I just couldn't get out of this snow. But we didn't hit anything. So I just, maybe I momentarily took my um, eyes off the road, you know, for a second. But, you know, as we were going into this snow pile, uh, or, you know, snow accumulated by the shoulder um, that we slid into, um, like I said, I was just waiting to collide with something we didn't. So, um, Jeannie was kind of on, the car was a little bit, like, to the side, you know, like, uh, it wasn't straight, it was kind of bending down a little towards Jeannie's side, and so she was just hanging out, and she was fine, you know, she didn't freak out or anything, she was fine. We knew we were going to get out, because I have roadside assistance, I had my cell phone, and... I guess that would be it. Um, so I called 911 on my cell phone. I didn't know any other number to really call. You know, to me, that to me, I was in an emergency situation. So I called 911 and got some doofus who uh, patched me through to some other dispatch. It was like, dude, I'm calling 911, and this guy was like, you know, how how did he know there wasn't like, I, I just sliced up two people or whatever, you know. Um, so the dispatcher was lame from 911, and he transferred me to some other guy, but they couldn't, I, was, I couldn't tell them like exactly where I was, that's how boondocks this was, uh, but they were able to, um, they were able to pinpoint where I was. I don't know if they pinged off my phone or what exactly they did, but so uh, the 911 guy uh, asked me if everything was all right, and he uh, was going to send state troopers uh, the, or, or a state trooper to to, to us. You know, to, to you would think to check to see if we were all right, but you know, and I know that as soon as I told them, I slid off the road. At now 11 o'clock at night on a freezing six-degree weather night, he's sending the cops over because they're going to see if I'm drunk or not. And they would have been—they would have wasted their time um, because I don't drink. I am drinking a Heineken tonight. This is the first beer I've had in six months. Um, I'm drinking it in the can because the green bottles are skunky. The green bottles are out of fashion, even though, um, you know, I grew up on those. But it's definitely the can. And um, I don't know. I think the Dutch think this is, um, like, piss or Budweiser. Like, it's their Budweiser. But it's tasting good to me. And like I said, this is the first one I've had, like, since the summer at which time I had one. So I am, uh, uh, I could probably get drunk off of one. And then I said, you know what? I'm a little tense about doing this because I, uh, I'm a little tense about doing this because I haven't done it in a while. So I decided to throw in a, uh, a Xanax, 
a, a, just a little point five Xanax, and uh, I decided to see just you know exactly what happens. Uh, messing around a little bit, and very very minor, but um, I'm actually doing something. I'm invi- I'm personally inviting someone. Uh, to the show. (laughs) Because this person insulted me and made me very sad. And now I'm going to invite him to my show. And I don't know my talk show show number, but... And this and this unprofessional part of it will be done in a second, but I have to uh, get some information. Some information. Information. Damn, you little fag. And then I got to get the number for this guy. And of course, this computer is slow as hell because, oh, that's right, that doesn't work. Okay. So now I got to give him the number of the show. It is show number. Copy. Boom. Copy. Boom. Put it in the clown's uh, Facebook message because he's my friend. So there we go. He's got his invite. So um, I think I was still on. Uh, I was still on being stuck on the side of the road, dirt road, dark, it's night, it's freezing cold. So I called 911, and they're sending a state trooper, and of course they're going to send the first wrecker that they can. So within like 10 minutes, I get a call on my cell phone. Some guy is like, yeah, you know, we were called from the, it's $120. And I was like, well, I don't have $120, and I wouldn't pay $120. So, you know, thanks for your call, but I, I have roadside assistance, so I forgot to call that. So I called roadside assistance, and, um, you know, they were very nice and told them where I was. And then they uh, got all the information, and they said they would text me back with the uh, name of the tow truck company or whatever, you know, whoever pulled me out. Um and what the estimated time of arrival was. So we're talking, like I said, 11 now. Now it's like 11.10, and I noticed that for some reason my car, like I had, you know, when I when I went into the snowbank, I turned off the car, and when I tried to start the car again, the battery had died. The battery had kicked out. So I'm stuck there now. I'm waiting for the uh, roadside assistance. It's about 11.15. 
it started at 11, now it's 11.10, now it's 11.15. Uh, and we're freezing. And we're thinking a state trooper's going to come and give us a sobriety test, which we both would have passed, obviously. Um, and that, and that's and I believe that and I believe they were more concerned about probably catching a drunk driver than they were about helping people out of a little predicament. But that's just me, and some of you probably agree. So, uh, well, yeah, I didn't need. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cops are not your friends, and we would have passed the sobriety test. And it would have been funny. I mean, I would have even let them search the car just for the fun of it. Or I wouldn't have made them get a warrant. I, don't, I wouldn't bust their balls out like that. But, yeah, you know, we are not. We don't drink. We don't drive. We're adults. But, you know, you still don't need them sniffing around, if you know what I mean. So uh, we're... We're we're hanging out, you know. No one's freaking out, and uh, I get a message, a text thing that the uh, towing company will be there, estimated time of arrival, twelve forty-five. So I got a dead battery. I'm stuck in a in a snowbank, and um, I'm gonna have to wait like an hour and 45 minutes for these guys to come and do a two-minute job. So what are you going to do, right? At least I'm not paying $120 to get towed up by some schmuck. So um, wait. So so now, so now my roadside assistance is coming, but it's, it's going to be a while. So as I'm out there, now we're at 11.30, 11.45, I don't know. I'm out there, I got my hazard lights on, and every car I see I think is either the state troopers or the tow truck, even though the tow truck already told me he's not going to be there till 12.45. And the state troopers, if they called them and there was a situation going on, they failed because we never saw them and we were there for like another half hour from the time. We were there, I think, from the time we slid into the thing until the time, well, you don't know if we got out yet. So anyway, um, was like a, it was an hour, but still it was a, it was a shitty hour, a sucky hour. So we, <laughs> so I'm just standing out there freezing, but I got my gear on because I lived in Vermont for I don't know, fourteen winters, something like that. And uh, let's see, I lived, I came here, the, I lived through the winter of 2004 and this is the winter of 2018 so yeah that's 14 winters actually it's 2017 so whatever whatever i i was dressed i was dressed for the elements but still you know when it's that cold you're cold you know if you didn't put boots on you got shoes you know just whatever you know i had i had good gear so standing out there every car is either the state police or the tow truck, and of course they're not. And and we're talking a car like every, you know, five minutes. They're not even coming down the street. I'm just seeing headlights out above. I'm like having a mirage seeing headlights coming. And all of a sudden we see these lights coming, and the person's actually coming down the road. So as they get closer and closer, you know, this is Vermont, you know. We live in Vermont. 
it has its bad points. It has, you know, a huge, huge opioid uh, epidemic. And, you know, unemployment is is high, although I got to say, over the last year or so, there have been more jobs. So take that for what it is. and also, you know, I don't have kids, so it doesn't matter to me, but the standard deduction for kids, uh, whatever. You get more, the more kids you have, the more you get. Now, the more you get, again, because they're going to double your deduction or something like that. But this is not the point. The point is I'm on the side of the road, and I'm freezing with my wife, and my battery's dead. And along, and I'm waiting for services that could give, could care less if we froze and turned into icicles out there. So this car is actually coming down this dirt road at 1130, you know, whatever. And I knowing it's Vermont, I know this guy's going to pull over or stop and see if I'm okay, see if everyone's okay. And sure enough, guy stopped. Guy asked if everyone was okay. He had his old lady or his wife or girlfriend sitting with him in his big old truck and he said he could help me that he had a they had a chain and we just got to hook it do you know where the hook thing is do you know where the hook is on the car and i couldn't find a hook i could, i couldn't find the hook so we were a little bit confused and um it almost seemed like there was no way he was going to be able to pull it out because there was no reliable way of uh, getting the car out with him without him damaging it, really. And I, I wouldn't have done anything if he had damaged it just for the fact that this guy got out of his truck into freezing weather to help us. And even though it's a little town, I, you know, I don't know how many people live in my town. I think it's like some small number, like 1,800 I honestly don't think it's... I'm not exaggerating, and I'm not going to go on the internet and go see how many people, but it's not a lot. So, um... We finally figured something out. You know, it was a standard manual transmission. Um... Front-wheel drive. So, we put it into reverse, and he hooked onto the rim of one of the tires and hooked it through. I have these funky rims and uh, pulled me for about, I don't know, uh, 300 yards, maybe 200 yards. And I'm thinking, this guy's not getting me out of here. I'm going to hit something. I'm just sliding along the same place I just came through. And then I was out of there. And he we got the hooks off, you know, and I took it off for him, and it was freezing, man. I had, like, minor, minor, minor frostbite when we got home, but um, we un- I unhooked the hooks, and uh, I told him, by the way, you know, uh, can you help me with my battery? I don't know why it died, but it died, and I always carry booster cables, but I used to have um, this really cool uh, battery charger like a lot of the tow truck guys and whatever and people who have their stuff together at home you know should should hit the fan type situation i had this you know car battery charger it probably had a flashlight with it and uh whatever else 
And it was good. I think I might have had to use it once. So I'm veering off into another story, which I'll tell it um, after this one. So uh, the guy unhooked the car and charged my battery. And we were ready to go and, you know, no damage to my car. We left. We came home. We drove home real slow. We thanked the guy so much. I told him where he lived, where I lived, which, of course, once I told him, he knew. So where I live and, uh, you know, anytime I wanted to drop by, come by, because he was a young guy. He was cool enough to help me. I didn't know him. Even though there's only 1,800 people in the town, I didn't know the guy. Um, and I'm sure going where he was on that street, he was probably going home to go to sleep or something like that. Very farm country-ish, so... But he was prepared. He had the hooks, and he had the battery charger. But anyway, the battery charger, um, and it was, I don't know, it was like 70 bucks, 90 bucks. I'm not sure. And I'm positive I had it in my basement. I knew exactly where it was. I didn't take it out in any of my cars, and it was it was taken. You know, it was stolen. I let someone stay down there, and they decided to steal the battery charger. I never confronted the person because he's made up for it and atoned, whatever, if you want to call it. Um, I don't know if atoned is a Jewy word or not, but um, he's, he's, uh, he sold the battery charger, but he's made, it, he's made it back in many ways. But I needed the battery charger three times, actually, this year. There was one day, oh, I... Uh, I think it was it was either a Tuesday or a Thursday, and it was like uh, minus thirteen degrees, maybe, maybe even colder, and my car wouldn't start. Car wouldn't start. Battery wouldn't turn over. Um, and if I would have had that battery pack, it would have it would not have been a problem. So I went to look and. Well, I'm not going to go off on that. So, uh, so um, you know, we got home, and that was the end of that story. Now, um, just want to see if anyone is actually on here. Just me. Okay, so um, I can go on. So my point of the story is Vermont's got its problems, you know. It's a very, uh, it's, a, it's a tale of two worlds kind of place where you're either, I guess, very rich. Not very, you're either, there's no middle class, but I guess that's, that's everywhere in America now. Um, but um, to know, I knew, I knew that the first person who came was going to help me. And I can't think, think of many states where you could pretty much guarantee that, or a state where I would that where you could feel safer. Should you be just a lone woman, eh, no one's going to kidnap a 
the, a female or do anything like that. They'll just help the person, and they won't take money. They won't take money, so <clears throat> whoever that guy was, you know, he's not going to listen. I don't know him. He lives in my town, but he lives way out in the way, way out in farm country. So uh, that was one of our adventures. So my car, my, uh, I've, I've consumed several cars over the last year and a half, most of them in accidents of some type. So like I said, getting stuck in that snowbank, I was just waiting for that thud that tells me, up. Oh, there's uh, body damage, there's total, uh, what do they call that, that I've had to do. Uh, we've deemed it a total loss, something like that. So I'm really, me and cars aren't good right now. So the fact that I got out of the situation perfectly um, was good. And yeah, I wish I had the battery holder back, um, battery charger back. So if I can get another one, I will. But the car didn't start two times, like it, in the, in below zero temperatures, and that wasn't so cool to not have the battery pack. Um, what else do we have, Miss Producer? We, I just told the story of the the day today. Well, you know, I don't know if anyone locally is going to listen to this, and if you if you have a problem with it. Um, you know, I don't know whether to be sorry or not, but whatever, you know, I'm just going to tell a little story about, uh, someone I know who, uh, who, uh, she is, well, she kind of is a who, but, um, anyone who's listened to our shows or is friends with me on Facebook knows that my wife has tried to, um, be like a savior or a mother to some junkie broad, um, who, has had many chances to clean up, but just loves that that dope, you know. So Jeannie, she she wants to be a miracle worker and trying to help this girl. And she did let her stay here, of course, against my wishes, and um, she, she with the condition that she go to rehab. And she did follow up, and she did go to rehab, and. It's not a scene of any type that I want to be involved in, but like I said, my wife for some reason feels that she has to help this. She calls her a girl, but, you know, like a 33-by-now-year-old woman, you know, who has uh, who's, who's got a child, so... Uh, she stayed here four or five days. I don't, you know, I don't know. Time flies so fast. And, and anyone young out there, I'm going to tell you, life goes by pretty quick. And in the end, when you look back on it, all these years just fly by, fly by. Next thing you know, you're a middle-aged man with a fake right hip talking on the telephone thinking he's a radio star, and um, which is cool, which is cool, but... Uh, you know, most of you that are younger than me, which I would think would be like ninety percent of the audience, uh, have have fun now because time flies. Time flies. So, 
I was back to some kind of story that I obviously I'm going to have to ask the producer to remind me of. Or okay, I remember. So um, my wife is just tries to help this girl. Um, this girl proceeds to while she's in my house uh, smoke crack or free base cocaine. And how you, you might say, Paul, how do you know that's that they were doing that? The first time I smelled it, the first time I figured out what was going on, it was because it was a, it was a smell that I had really never smelled before, but that was very distinct and different. And I finally put it together because I knew that the person my wife was trying to help was also using cocaine and heroin, which is street lingo for heroin being down and cocaine being called up. So heroin called down, cocaine being up. She'd been using up. So um, I smelled that. and She had gone by the time I figured it out. The smell lingered on. And and it smells like caramel or some guy said toasted marshmallow today when I was talking to him. So I had a feeling something was going on. Um, And then, you know, there was just the nodding out, the using of heroin in my house. Uh, I don't know if that means the cops are going to come, but, you know, there's no heroin use in my house now, and I didn't participate in it, nor my wife. So um, it was just not a good scene. But that marshmallow whatever smell really just freaked me out. So um, she finally got into rehab. It wasn't a rehab I had heard of before. And Vermont is very, 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 very um, unprepared or has been very, very unprepared for um, the drug addicts, you know, the opiate opiate people. You know, I don't understand how people get uh, addicted to pills because I don't think doctors still just prescribe or Oxycontin and Vicodin and Hydrocodone or Codeine, which is a goof. But um, So how are these pills causing people to be involved in an opioid crisis? The doctors don't. I would think by now with all the publicity or, you know, activism, excuse me, that um, with <laughs> my mind, so shot, I gotta tell you. So I said that with all the activism, and I was talking about. Uh, I honestly don't remember. It'll come back to me though. But um, there it is. It's come back to me. This is a problem I need to investigate further because I'll forget stuff. But I already know and have conditioned myself that if I wait 15 seconds, it'll probably come back to me. So anyway, while I remember, um, the girl, uh, my wife, was trying to help and be a mother to, which was bullshit, um, went off to rehab in Vermont somewhere. You know, wait, everything is south of here. You know, like I've, I've told on this story, everything is south of here or west or, or east. But... We're so, everything is south of here, way at the top, 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 top of Vermont, right, you know, on the Canadian-U.S. point. You know, not right on it, but um, 
if I had to run to it, I probably couldn't run to it, but I could walk to it in, you know, less than an hour, I'm sure. It's really not that far. It's all decked out with the cameras and, you know, the sensors. And uh, from what I understand, it was still open until 9-11, where you could just go through the gate that's now closed. So that kind of sucks. We weren't up here then, so we never saw that part of it, but it's closed up now. And uh, they have occasional border stuff. But anyway, the girl went to rehab, and she went to rehab, and she was calling here, and I just was missing her calls, but she needed me to contact somebody. And I did fail in that, and I, I didn't do that on purpose, but I couldn't hook up with whoever she needed to get money for whatever in the commissary, which it didn't matter anyway because uh, she stayed there for four days, which is a waste of four days and claimed it was because they threw her out because she skipped lunch. She went back to her room. Personally, I think that's bullshit. Anyone I've spoken to, I haven't spoken to anyone who said, well, well, yeah, that's, that's what they would have done. You know, I don't know. You know, lunchtime is your own time. But anyway, that was her excuse. After four days, they threw her out. And, she was still, all her stuff was still at my house at this time, but she didn't even let us know that she had skipped the rehab. One day I was driving down Main Street, because every town has a Main Street. One day I was walking, uh, when I thought she was supposed to be in rehab, but I had heard rumors that she had left. Uh, I was driving down Main Street, and boom, there's the girl that my wife's trying to help. And uh, I played it cool, you know, I always give her a hug, and she's she did seem to have put on a little bit of weight while she was at this joint, but um, I, I don't confront people. Like, I, I leave the girly-girly stuff to um, my wife to handle, so I was just, like, my regular self. I don't remember asking why you aren't in rehab or anything like that. I was just like, are you doing good? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. But, you know... Uh, like I said, her stuff was still here. So there was one night where, um, this is after she hadn't been here for like three or four days in a row. There was one night that I didn't hear this, but my dog, Elliot, did. He heard um, the door open and people come in. And I obviously didn't freak out. Once the dog was barking, I knew who it was. And they went into the room, their, you know, their bedroom that we were letting her use. And Elliot calmed down, you know, and I was just like, okay, she's here now. That's great. I'm not going to go and say hi because it's like 12 o'clock at night, whatever it was. And um, all of a sudden... I start smelling that distinctive caramel toasted marshmallow smell again. Now I'm positive that that's some type of drug smell smoking going on. Drug, not drug smell. That smell is 
is related to drug smoking in some way, whether it be smoking heroin, which I don't know how that's really done, or smoking cocaine, which I do know, you know, I don't know how it's done, but whatever. Um, so I got mad. I finally flipped out, and, and I'm very, you know, passive-aggressive. People have called me passive-aggressive. You know what? I don't even know what that means, but... I basically let people shit on me until I finally blow a gasket, and then there's, like, no middle ground. I just kind of yell and lose my mind. I don't fight people. I haven't had a fight since, like, high school. But um, smelling the shit again after you were supposed to be in rehab and, and sneaking in when you, I told you, call my house, call my house, call my wife, um, and come over. But, no, she had to come and sneak in and smoke, I'm pretty sure, coke again, once again. I don't want these substances in my house, you know. I'm a, what, 51-year-old man? I'm going to have some known drug person busted in my house, and I'm going to somehow get in trouble, you know. It sounds like, it does sounds like crazy talk, but that could happen. So I finally flipped out, and I opened the door of the room they were in and they the two people the girl and the guy she had brought home with her were lying in the bed in the room with the tv on but the lights off and they had either just finished smoking whatever that is or um Yep, well, what am I trying to say? They, they they weren't smoking that when I went in, but I smelled the smell. And um, they were just lying in bed. I don't know if they were going to do anything or whatever, but I went in and I said, I told her, um, I hope this guy has a car. And I did this loud, by the way, but I'm not duplicating the loud, uh, the volume of it right now. I said, uh, I hope this guy has a car because you're not staying in my house tonight um, I told you to call I told you what to do we tried to help you and you're in here smoking crack and that's what I that's what I said I, I don't know what it was but you're in here smoking crack after being in rehab four days and you know what I don't want to be a father figure to anybody if I wanted to be a father figure I would have had my own child so I don't have the same type of loyalty or whatever it is that my wife has toward this person who's had many chances to get themselves clean from from drugs, you know, from drugs. Beautiful girl fucking destroying herself, destroying herself with drugs. Known in this small town, 1,800 people town, um, as the girl who, who dies a lot. She's, like, died so many times but has had that Narcan and people around her who knew how to administer it. And it's not, this is not like sensationalism for doing, you know, anything goes and, you know, trying to spin yarns or whatever, although, you know, some some stuff is fiction. I usually say all stuff is fiction, but I guess I have to go with some stuff is fiction. And um, so I flipped out, threw them out. Um, there was a little argument, but I wouldn't, there was a little bit of yelling between parties, but I don't think that even lasted five minutes. And, uh, you know, they took off. She took off. They knew I was mad. They knew I was serious, and they took off. So whatever happened, 
it was never, ever to this day uh, mentioned again, the fact that we had this fight. It just kind of disappeared from her mind and my mind. Maybe she was so so messed up, uh, you know, so high that she forgot. I don't know. I doubt that. I just don't, I just know that it didn't become a problem. And I didn't want it to become a problem. I just didn't want them in the house smoking that shit. And I didn't want her sneaking into my house after being in rehab for only four days when, you know, we gave her shelter and food um, with the promise that she was going to go into rehab. And I could, honestly, I could give a shit. Honestly, I could give a shit. But, um, oh, my wife takes an interest in it. So, um, where does it go now? So to make a long story short, she finally got all her stuff out, and um, she's living with this guy now, and I don't know if they're having sex or not, but this guy is, I, I could do a half hour on this guy and, and still have stuff left over, but she's living with the guy who's supposed to be keeping her clean, except she plays him because she tells, oh, my back hurts. I, I need to get one. And this guy's a chump, so he falls for it. And he supposedly doles it out, you know, whatever. But, you know, the chick is still using. And she's living with this guy who I think is obsessed with her but is not getting sex from her. You know, in, I don't care, but in my in my wife's, you know, looking at the relationship, there's no sex going on there. And uh, they just the guy just is kind of an enabler and I can't, I can't go into much more cause I don't want the, I don't want the guy exposed because he really has nothing to do with the story except he, she moves on from us to him in terms of living arrangement. Funny thing is she hasn't lived here for a long time and I got some mail from her for her yesterday, which hasn't happened as I said in a long, long time. And I got to get it to this person. But, um, you know, the drugs are bad. My wife needs to stop helping people who don't want to help. The, my, my wife needs to, stop, needs to stop helping people, period. And, but I say that. I say, oh, my wife has to stop helping people, period. When a guy I don't know helped me, helped people. You didn't have to do that. So, you know, do I let my wife continue to try and help this person? Do I put my foot down? I already did put my foot down, but there's still contact, there's still visits, there's still stuff going on, girly stuff, of course. And, um, and you know, I don't want someone dying in my house. I don't want someone dying in my house and having any reason for any type of administration and authority figures coming through my house because some girl took a hot shot, you know, even though she showed... She didn't show me, and I don't really... As I said, I don't care. It's, it's her life. But she showed Jeannie how to use this... I want to call it Narcan. I sometimes call it Narcon, but I'm not really sure what it is. And um, I just don't need that. And from what I understand, not from what I understand, from what I know, she's had to be taken, she's had to be 
revived by that Narcan at least 15 times. At least 15 times. Everyone in the town knows her as the girl who died. So I don't want someone dying in my house. And I think my wife was working with a lost cause. But i got to give her credit because... Uh, She's very loyal, you know, she's very loyal and honest and a good woman, and I know that's all corny, but that's the truth, and she keeps me happy and laughing and all that good stuff, so it's been kind of cold here, but I don't want to get into a weather report, Uh, I gotta get... Now, oh, and uh, yeah, I had to talk to the producer. So anyway, yeah, I guess the re- part of the reason I went on the air tonight is because I got some disturbing news. Now, anyone locally listening to this is actually going to care about it. Like anyone living in the Northeast Kingdom that I happen to have friended and decided to click on this link is going to be um, um, is probably going to know this person because this town's so small. But, oh man, I'm having a problem here. I should play some music. But I'll finish the story about this poor girl. And she is a poor girl. She's sick. It's not a choice, you know. She's sick. Yeah, she made the choice, but, you know, there's there's a system that can help, and it seems to be letting her down. But maybe she doesn't want to take advantage of it. Oh, I'm trying to do something that's just not working. There we go. Uh, so I got to go back to the producer for a second. What was the subject? Oh, okay, I remember now. See, it takes me 10 or 15 seconds to remember stuff. Today I was talking to someone, and uh, the person's name came up, you know, the one who tries to help my wife. I mean, my wife tries to help. name came up, and the guy just, uh, his face turned kind of angry. Like, he's not angry, but his face changed when I mentioned the person's name. Now, um, on February 14th of last year, Labor Day, there was like a huge, for here, there was like a 24 or 32-person bust of heroin. I mean, these people were just bringing it in express, doing the Hartford, Connecticut Express, New Haven, Connecticut Express, whatever. Um, And how do I know these towns? Because I just know these towns. And I know they're inhabitants and the closest uh, real, real big cities. I mean, Springfield, Mass. is kind of pissant, you know, compared to Hartford or New Haven. Um, So when I was talking to this guy, and by the way, I'm having the second Heineken, and this probably hasn't happened in... uh, Let me ask someone. How long do you think it's been since I've had two beers in one night? Very long time. Very long time. 
Yeah, Jimmy said I drink like once a year, so I guess you're invited to my uh, February 1st free groundhog celebration I'm having here. So, talking to this guy, the person, woman's name comes up. He also tells me some other stuff about some girl he was married to, who, of course, because it's a small town, I know the girl, but I never knew this guy was married to her. Girl's hideous, by the way, has no teeth left. It's just oof, tall, skanky, nasty. Um, so, anyway, when I mentioned her name, and I don't remember how it came up, but there was a big bust up here, and his uh, girlfriend slash wife slash old lady, since you never know up here who's what, um, since you never know who's what, um, yeah, where was I going with this? Oh, uh, anyway, when, when I told when this person's name came up. There was a huge, you know, like I said, like 24, 32, whatever, how many persons busted for heroin. Some, one or two people I actually knew was could not believe that they were involved in such a thing. So, um, in talking, in talking, in talking um, to this guy, he said, when I mentioned the name, he said, you know, she's a rat. And I was like, no, you know, I know her really good. We've known her for years. And one of her, and one of her credos in life, one of the first things she ever said is how much she hates and despises rats and would never rat. And just like hard ass, but, you know, she, in, in her world, there was a possible chance, I guess, of, having to rat to maybe help herself and and uh, and that's not um, something that I believe that person would do so I tried to talk to this guy and say you're wrong you know no way no way but about a week ago on Facebook, which is like crack. Facebook is crack. You you get addicted to it. So, you know, here I am criticizing this girl for using her fucking heroin, excuse my language, her heroin and her crack. And um, anyway, I still see there's no one in the room, which is cool, which is fine, because you could download this later. So anyway, this guy is insistent that this person's a rat and is involved with the Vermont Drug Task Force. And, you know, I really don't care about any of this stuff, but, you know, if that girl is coming by here every once in a while still, you know, and she's a rat, I don't want someone, like, taking her out in front of my house or anything like that. But I, I can't believe that this is true. And the thing that boggles my mind is it's actually the second time that I've heard it um, within a couple of weeks. As I was saying, Facebook, there was a huge post uh, about uh, that started off to this person 
from someone who was busted in this big Valentine's Day of last year bust that I just mentioned. And he wrote on her Facebook wall that uh, he had court papers that named her as a confidential informant, and he wanted everyone to know that. And this thing about, you know, bringing someone there who was part of the Vermont Drug Task Force and uh, basically, you know, calling her out as a rat. So, so, you know, this went back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, I don't believe it, but supposedly the guy has, the guy has papers from the court that allegedly name this person as being cooperative in the operation. And I didn't know that that happens, you know. And if that happens and when I see it, I'll believe it. But until then, I think it's just like small town gossip going around. That's not true at all, you know. Uh, yeah, well, I don't care about her bags. So, so I think that's pretty much her story. Um Eh, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I, I guess I could talk some sports, or would that be boring, producer? Oh, wow. I used to be really into football, NFL football, like, you know, 20 years ago. But I'm not really into it. I, I've missed several Super Bowls, just kind of blew them off. Um, for anyone who's into sports, what every year the Giants beat the Patriots with some guy catching the ball against his helmet. Um, I don't know if that was in 2007 or something, but I know Eli Manning won a ring, and this guy made this incredible catch. You know, a guy you never heard from again, basically. I mean, I think he did stick with the team. But anyway... You know, I've skipped the Super Bowl. I'm not brainwashed by the Super Bowl. I could just, you know, turn on the radio, which is my preferred means of, uh, you know, entertainment or obtaining news or just relaxing. Uh, I could just get the score of the game. I don't have to sit there and watch and watch instant replays of plays, and it seems like every play gets instant replay now. Very boring as I pop the second Heineken. So anyway, I'm torn between watching it, and, and I would I don't go to Super Bowl parties. I'm torn between watching it and not watching it, and I kind of want to watch it because, you know, even though I'm, I am originally from New York and, and I kind of like the Jets, you know, you know, even though they suck and have sucked and I've never seen them... I was like three years old when they won the Super Bowl, so uh, if if it even was three. So, you know, I've stuck with the team. When I was into it, I stuck with a team that, that, that just sometimes always made it, like, to the championship and just somehow blew it, you know. So, um, but I've stayed with that, that their team. And, but I want to watch the Patriots because, you know, I think we're watching, we're definitely watching the greatest quarterback of all time. And before 
Uh, he was around before he became the greatest quarterback of all time. I thought Joe Montana was the greatest quarterback of all time, and he's way better than Joe Montana and has been for a long time. And talking about Tom Brady, and you know, because I live in New England, I think it's even more amped up than it is uh, maybe other places. But I gotta say, the the Patriots fans, um, I, I, all Boston fans are assholes. All all mass all assholes are assholes, you know. But um, I, you know, I, I'd like them to win. I I just I don't like the city of Philadelphia stupid accent, which I'm not gonna try to do. But it's just they have this distinct stupid accent. I don't know what. I won't get into it, but um, I just, the Eagles are one of those teams that, have, you know, I think they made it to the Super Bowl once and they lost, and I think they're going to lose again. So, and I hope they get crushed, and I hope, for I guess, you know, for all my complaining, I, I kind of want to watch it because I think we're watching um, the continuation, not really the end, a continuation of like one of the greatest, the greatest dynasty uh, in the NFL, like, you know, Kids today will say, "Oh yeah, I remember this team, the Patriots, and how good they were in that." You know, they'll be amazed at the fact that how many years they made it to the championship game or the Super Bowl. So I'm gonna watch that. I got nothing else going on to the best of my knowledge. Don't have any gardening to do or mowing to do because uh, kind of a pretty good coating of the snow and ice out there. Um, and, you know, part of why I'm here is we, we like the wildlife. Not part of why I'm here, but we get a lot of wildlife here. Unfortunately, not the kind that you want to bounce off your car. Um, that that really sucked. You know, I felt bad for the deer, and it didn't drop. It, it, it either had a broken hindquarters or whatever, or just didn't get hurt, but he did a bit of damage to my car. So, um, oh, I always, where was I going with this? Okay, the Super Bowl. Now, I just think that that Tom Brady guy, you know, he's like a one-of-a-kind guy, I'm not jelly of him, you know. Got a hot wife, cool. You know, that's cool. <laughs> what do you say? The guy seems pretty cool. Um, when you live that high-profile life, I guess you do become a little standoffish or uh, protective. But the guy has proved his worth at what his career, um, what his career choice was, and. Uh, as I said, I'd like to watch, continue to watch uh, the greatest quarterback in the NFL of all time, even if the game is slowed down and does kind of suck. Uh, I want to see the greatest quarterback of all time, I guess, win another Super Bowl ring. And, of course, the coach. Um, I don't know how this is going to sports, but anyway, um, I've, a lot of people think I never. I was too young to see the man coach or whatever, but supposedly Vince Lombardi was special in some way I, that I don't know. 
Um, so I, I can't say anything about it except in terms of leadership, I think Bill Belichick has out-leadershiped Vince Lombardi. But as I said, I don't know why Vince Lombardi is, is, is considered uh, such a great man, like what he did besides coach um, a football team in the 60s and I guess early, I don't know, coach the Packers and the Redskins, I guess. But um, I don't know what the greatness of him is. There are some books out there I have not gotten to him, but supposedly, I don't know if he was inspirational or what. Now, Belichick's not inspirational. He's just a dogged worker who um, does have a talent for finding guys, you know. <laughs> and I hate to say it, but the Patriots have a lot of white guys. You know, like there are some teams where there's just not – very many white guys and not on offense, definitely, you know, um, maybe on the offensive line, uh, but uh, they seem to find these white guys that, that can play ball, can play football and make football exciting, you know. I know way too much for a guy that's not into football, and I don't go to web sports websites and read this stuff, but... It's pretty easy to kind of put things together, I guess, if you watch the news or something. So I think the Patriots will win. You know, I, I once actually did predict a score some year that Pittsburgh won, which I don't remember what it was, but it could have been as far back as the early 2000s. I predict the score correctly, so I guess... I should write on a piece of paper that I predict. And I'm only doing this because I'm ripping it off from people I've seen it before. It's in no way original. But I'm going to go uh, Patriots 24, Eagles 20. And, um, you know, it's it's on here, public, what is public domain, and I'm going to stick with that. So um, we shall see. I'm going to ask the producer if there's any action in the chat room. But for some reason, there isn't, which is cool. Now we got Bo the Pig. Now, people who have mostly Facebooky type people know that there's Bo the Pig, that I have a popular pig named Bo. My guess would be... 175 pounds, I don't know. He's pretty big, and he's not that friendly. He's not that friendly. Sometimes he could be nice, but he's not that friendly. So um, over the last uh, week or so, not even, you know, over the last four, three, four, five days, we've decided to switch rooms, and we're going to have our room and Bo the Pig Unfortunately, because we're such soft touches suckers, um, gave him his own room. Got him some new, uh, not quilts, but, you know, whatever he used, blankets and old sheets and stuff like that. And he's got his own room now. And I don't know if it's good or bad because he's going to be around people less, meaning me and my wife. Um. But it works better for us, you know. He was, he makes 
too much noise at night scratching the floor and stuff. It's just easier this way. And uh, so I'm looking at him as we speak. I, I usually try to make him talk, you know, when I do a show, but he's sleeping, so I don't really want to bother him. And he just yawned, which is really cute. Bo, how you doing? Huh? Hey, Bo. You sleeping? Yeah, he's pretty much out of it. But I uh, look back on pictures I have of him from five years ago, and he seemed kind of big then, and he was only, he's so much, he's so small in the pictures from five years ago. And by small, I mean like, he might have been like 65 pounds, and now he's probably 165 pounds. But I don't remember him being that, like, babyish when he was that little. Um, but I guess I take good care of him because he's gotten his weight up there and he's healthy. You know, he's potbelly pig and his belly doesn't hang down to his stomach or anything like that. He seems to get good skin, keep good skin when he's fed coconut uh Coconut products, coconut oil, or cocoa nut, what is that, coconut oil, cocoa butter, I don't know about cocoa butter, no, that's like something that smells really not so good. Um, We're going to let Elliot the dog out now, and see what he's doing. Got anything out there, though? Any animals? So, you know what, I think I'll go out, I don't know how that's going to sound on, uh, a talk shoe program, but oops, that fell. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. So one cool thing about this place is that uh, I could let my dogs out on a leash. I have a fenced-off area. I say dogs. I'm conditioned. There's only a dog now. It's kind of sad that I am talking about getting another cat whatever because I think my cat that's at least 16 years old 16, 17 and a half years old it's still cool I mean cats live to like they're 20, 21 but <clears throat> yeah out here in the uh, <sighs> clean air clean air of Vermont the sky is clear because if astronomy is your thing uh, tonight would be a good night and I'm looking at Orion which is probably the only star formation, is that a constellation or whatever Um, looking right up there I see um, whatever I said, Orion I don't know where the Big Dipper is I don't know where the Little Dipper is I don't planets are, I don't really know much. But, that's cold. It's going to get colder, too. My sister's car didn't start either, and she was like, uh, her her car battery has, like, more cranking amps than mine, and that's how cold it was. Her, Her car didn't start, so I hope it doesn't get that cold again. Um... But that's the benefit. That's the trade-off you give for living. 
you know, a nice free life kind of just be who you are, do what you want, and get land cheap as long as you, you know, get homes and housing cheap as long as you can deal with the winters. You know, and if you ski, it's a heaven, so you've got that. I mean, I don't ski, and I still dig the place. People in the city of where I live, you know, like there's a town and a city. I live in the town part, which is, you know, not, which is residential in the city. You know, there's just a lot of um, down-in-the-luck people. I don't know if it's by choice or by, you know, previous economic situation. Because, as I said, things are looking up. You know, companies here are hiring. So, for whatever reason that that's happening, it is happening. So I guess we're the region with the second lowest, second highest. I guess we're the county. Excuse me. I'm eating because I don't give a crap. Um, I'm just looking outside, waiting for this dog to come back. I don't want him to be eaten by coyotes because there's been a lot of different tracks in the snow this year, you know, I, I wish I knew. I mean, I could just go get a book or go to the Internet and try and match up prints I see to the prints of different animals. But I've seen a lot of different, definitely deer prints, but I've seen something that the foot seems even bigger. Like, I have no idea what that is. It's not the Yeti, and it's not Bigfoot, and it's not Sasquatch, but it's something. Is it a moose? I mean... They're kind of, they they exist in Maine, but they're not really known to be in this particular area. I have no idea what that is. I've seen some squirrel-like things, and, but there's other animals out there, and I'm sure there's some good stuff going running around at night and some good prints to check out if I knew what I was looking at. Right now I'm looking out for my dog, as I said, but, um, yeah, Vermont, it's a weird place. Uh, they just, well, actually, the legislature and the governor, the legislature just finally passed a bill, I guess, that legalized marijuana. Now, um, in Maine, they don't have things like in California where they put propose a question to the state, you know, to the voters, and it's uh, it's something on the ballot. Like, would you like uh, marijuana to be regulated? Would you like gay marriage? The people are given that choice by vote. And this damn dog, he's adventuring too much lately. I don't like it. And I was on a subject that I thought was good, but now I'm not going to remember it. I'm eating, by the way. Which probably got a couple of laughs. So, 
back out here. Oh, so Vermont, you know, we have Bernie Sanders as a senator. We have a Republican governor, so figure that one out. Although he's one of those rhino-type Republicans, Republican in name only. Very soft Republican, but a Republican nonetheless. And I think he was lieutenant governor before this, and he's kind of a wuss. I don't really like him. And we vote on governors every two years here in the state of Maine. I'm state of Vermont, not Maine. I don't live there anymore. State of Vermont. Um, they vote for governor every two years. And since I've been here, no one has been voted out after two years. And I kind of hope this guy gets voted out after two years. But anyway, um, the state doesn't have ballot initiatives, things, you know, things that would be considered major decisions are um, uh, decided by the legislature. Uh, For example, I don't know if Vermont was the first or second state to allow um, civil unions, which were basically gay marriages, but they weren't worded as such, so therefore I don't know what benefits the couples were allowed or not allowed, but I don't know, it might have been, you know, it it was either Vermont or Hawaii, and a decision like that did not come from Vermonters voting at the voting booths. Decisions like that were made by uh, the legislature, you know, someone proposing a bill and legislature voting on them, and they decide. They got to get the governor's signature, and it's all the governor. So he finally signed this weak, very weak bill. That really makes no sense to me because the state will still see no, at this point the way it is, the state will see absolutely no tax revenue, and that's what it should be legalized for, tax revenue. You know, I know people always say schools, and sure, why not, and infrastructure. I mean, if they could build these highways and, you know, I don't know, I don't even think think it took like 10 years to build most of the major arteries. You know, some of those outlet arteries in the uh, highway system, yeah, they came later, but they basically threw together an interstate system in less than 10 years under Eisenhower. We could never do that for some reason. But at least in this state, if they taxed the marijuana and opened stores... It seems so much more so much more logical than saying it's okay and it's legal for you to have up to an ounce of weed. It's not a problem. I stop you, you pull out an ounce of weed, you're fine. You know, go on with your business. You get a visit, so I don't know why you would, maybe if the heroin addict died in your house, but you get a visit, uh, from the police checking to see if you have two plants and four, what is it, two mature plants and four immature plants going at the same time. And like I said, no no tax for the state, nothing going into the infrastructure of the schools or the mental health um, issues, the drug, in, the drug and mental health issues would be 
benefit greatly from a, you know from legalization where you just go to the pot store. You got all these skiers. You know those guys bake up those snowboarders and whatever, and that's a huge part of Vermont tourism. You know, so many, a lot of people in this state smoke it. A lot of people, I would bet the percentage of people who smoke it as illegally um, is like 65%. Like if they put it to a vote, which they don't have to because it's already been signed into law, although they do have to amend that law to uh, start with the the pot shops and the taxing and stuff like that. But for right now, it's good for the pot dealers because um, they're not getting shut out of business by stores opening up. So, But still, that doesn't outweigh the fact that we're not getting the tax benefits. I hope they tighten that law up. So... Uh, you know, that's a Vermont thing. First civil unions and um, marijuana legalization enacted by the legislature and signed by the governor that doesn't allow for, at this point, any taxation. Now, no one likes taxes, but, you know, they're part of uh, life. They're part of American life, and you know, if they're going to legalize it, they're going to tax it. So, why make why do a bill where you legalize it and don't tax it? Don't really understand, but as I said, dealers will be happy. They're not even dealers; they're uh, suppliers. They're I don't know. I wouldn't go so far as to say they're pharmacists, but um, the, the people who provide the stuff now will be going. Um, we'll continue to go on and all that garbage. So, I wanted to play a song. This thing keeps, I don't know what it is, but, um, my, my battery life on this Samsung tablet is starting to, I don't know, be shorter than usual. So, anyway, um, I'm a, <laughs> I like all kinds of music except opera and probably country. And I have a song I wanted to throw on. I really don't like interrupting uh, a show like this with music because I'd like to, you know, I like to continue the rant. But sometimes I think you just need to break it up, maybe find a short song, break it up, and uh, come back as you think of some new topics. But they can't be political, so uh, in this day and age, that limits things quite a bit. You know, I'm not going to talk about modern music because I don't know any, except, and this is your guy's lucky day. Uh, let's see, is this dude here? Okay. Um, I don't like, anyway, you know what, I'm just going to play a tune. And it's only because I've been around someone who plays like the only local FM top 40 type station and this song has gone through my head and it's still going through my head for like a couple of weeks I think 
and I never heard of this guy before. I just kept hearing this song on the radio, and then uh, I was watching CBS Morning News, uh, which Charlie Rose, I kind of like Charlie Rose, but he got busted for whipping out his schlong or something like that, so still watch that for my morning news, and they, uh, oh, see, I forgot again, but I'll remember in 10 seconds or so. Oh, CBS Morning News did a profile of this kid. I don't know if he's a kid or a man, but he's young, young. The song is about high schoolers, so I, I, you know, the guy's got a full beard and stuff. But anyway, the song's been going through my head for like weeks and weeks and weeks. So I finally found out who it was because they interviewed him on CBS Morning News, and they played the song that was going through my head. So now I found the name of the song and the artist, and I downloaded it, and I'm going to play it for uh, you guys, which consists of an audience, as far as I know, of zero. So, let me take a little break. So you're still thinking of me Just like I know you should I cannot give you Young, dumb, broke, high school kid. 
hate working with computers while you're trying to do this because the computer never seems to want to con, uh, uh, co cooperate. So I'm going to, uh, I want to find the least, the lowest version of this so that, um, I don't bore you with just, uh, music, but I'm going to download something and, um, cut this call. I'm going to continue the call, but I'm going to call back in in a minute after I download this tune. So let me start doing that. Let me start doing that. And I'm going to use this one. Okay. They give you, see, I hope you guys don't get a commercials because I don't want, okay, here we go. Let's, let's get this to pause. Okay. Now I'm going to um, share. I'm going to copy the link. Ain't I brilliant, man? And then I'm going to bring it back here, and then I'm going to bring it back here, and then I'm going to bring it back here, and then I'm going to convert it. Where is my program? Come on. No, it's got to be. Ah, there it is. Okay. So we pop that in there. I'll play this song of this last band I was into that if anyone has any suggestions for some stuff that's not like death metal or, you know, you know I am a bit older now, so I would rather, I'm not into the death, the death metal's kind of passed me by, so, uh, and like I said, no opera, uh, no country, except that bluegrass isn't bad, uh, especially older bluegrass. Uh, I'm just trying to chart myself because I'm now, um, like I had a beer and three quarters and I had uh, 0.5 milligrams of Xanax and I never, I, like I said, I never drink and I certainly never drink with pills so I figured why not do this and listen back to it and see how it sounds. But um, I'm, I think the phone cuts out after two minutes, so I am going to not do that. I'm going to um, hang up for the moment and call back in. So I'll be right back while my song is downloading. Uh, it's 8.01 p.m. on the East Coast of the United States. It is Thursday, February 1st. The conditions here in my town, uh, in northern Vermont, uh, are actually really, really good considering where we are. It's 31 degrees Fahrenheit, and it is clear. I guess that's why I was able to see um, Orion, which is the only constellation of stars I know, but the stars are out tonight on a clear uh, Thursday night. Okay, Thursday night. Uh, I'll be right back.
we're back. Um, most. Hello? The most uh, disorganized uh, attempt at a podcast uh, on the internet. Uh, but we're back. And uh, my little song I downloaded is probably done. But I'm not going to play music just, just yet. Um, because playing music is an anthem to everything I believe in. But it, I think I'm going to have to use it to kill some time this time. Let's see if my song actually downloaded. Uh, it's probably right there. And it's probably right there. And it's not there. And it's not there. And I shouldn't bother you guys with this because I'm not playing it right away anyway. But let's see where it went to. Let's see where it went to. There we go. Let's see where it is. Oh, there it is. How about that? I'm adding to my downloads on this thing. It's very easy. So we'll come back for some music in a little while. Uh, I'm going to continue drinking my uh, bi-yearly two-beer drinking festival which continues to go on here. And I know, I probably started this off with, you know, a lot of people that do this, you know, like to keep, you know, you should should be straight at all times anyway, really, but, um, you know, won't do this under the influence of anything. But I kind of enjoy doing it under the influence of anything because then I can forget all the stupid shit that I say as long as I don't listen back to these programs. So, uh, what the heck? What the hell? These anxiety pills do wonders, I'll tell you. You know what? They don't really. I think that this particular pill is very overrated, and I hear about it in the news all the time. And it's like... Why? Why are you carrying? Why is someone selling these illegally? They're not that great, unless I guess you mix them with uh, Heinekens in a can. I don't care what the Dutch say; those are good. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, Vermont winter, lots of trails, uh, seen some deer, we saw two coyotes, all this stuff is like really exciting to me, uh, as long as I don't hit them with my car, <coughs> and the coyote were probably like two, three minutes behind the deer, it seemed pretty obvious that they were stalking them out, uh, whether they got them or not, I don't know, but that's how nature is, and the coyote uh, are year-round. You don't even need a hunting. Uh, in, in Vermont, uh, coyote season is year-round. It's never closed, and you don't need a hunting license to kill a coyote, shoot a coyote. So that's kind of interesting. But I did. I wasn't. I wasn't ready and loaded at at the time, and I never would have got there in time to shoot one. And you know, and I know, if you know me, I am not going to probably shoot a coyote, even though it's like a bad predator that they want shot. Um, so anyway, the only shooting I do is probably take a picture. <laughs> That's about it. So, uh, 
Yeah. What else is going on in this world? You know, I think I talked about the pig. Pig is a big responsibility, and he's just one pig. And the fact that he, his type of pig, needs an indoor environment uh, in the colder months. They're not. They're not built for living outside uh, in the cold. Their, you know, their origins are Vietnamese, and they like a, a warmer climate. So he basically doesn't go out from maybe November, late October, until, you know, I bet we'll get him out there sometime in April. Maybe, you know, if there's a hot day in early April, he'll go out a warm day. If there's any snow on the ground, even if it's not right in front of the door, which it isn't at this moment, and it's not on the deck or anything, um, if he sees any white stuff, meaning snow, um, and hit, out there, he just won't go out. It's a weird thing. You know, I've thrown bananas out where it's like, no, if you want this banana, you got to go out, step out, and get it. And he'll make all kinds of noises, noises that he only makes. Like, he has noises for different types of situations, and he only makes uh, this one particular noise when there's food there. He can't get it, and he really wants to, but... He knows he has to go outside to do it, and he's just, like, he wusses out, really squealing, just different, cute. Um, so I moved the banana a little bit closer, and he did have to, like, drop his front legs and push himself out a little, and he got the banana. So he pretty much got the banana by only just pushing his head out further. Um, so they don't they don't like the cold. He doesn't like the cold. Um when I got him, I kind of think now maybe since he's already done all the destruction he could possibly do to my humble abode, that I should have gotten two of them. Because he's, you know, would you want to be the only one of your type in the house all the time? He's He's got a good, sometimes pigs don't get along and they fight because they have to uh, establish dominance, establish a chain of... Uh, command, so to speak, but I'm not, you know, if I didn't get two at the time I got him, I'm not ever getting two, and to be honest with you, I'm probably never getting a pig again, ever, you know, if he he passes away, I'm not going to replace him with one, I've done the pig thing, you know, he's cute and all that, but he's, it's a pig, man, you know, he's a pig, he has, like, crazy tusks that, if he, he if he does accidentally tap you with them, just tap you with them. It'll 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 cut. It'll cut and make blood. But you know that happens very 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 rarely. And he's cool like ninety percent of the time. And he lets uh, my wife clean his ears and clean behind his ears and clean his teeth. I mean, dogs won't let you do that. You try and clean a dog's teeth by you know brushing him or whatever she does and uh he likes that so he likes her better than me and that's fine doesn't really bother me dog is with her now so i guess the dog likes her better too and i have no idea where the cat is so and let's see what do we got is that a moon or a white i don't know i don't know what that is so um 
I don't know what's. Uh, I'm not talking about Trump. I, you know what? I think Melania Trump is hot. I don't care. I don't. You know what? I don't care what Melania Trump is hot. Um, and that's that's cool for the United States. I think. You know, if he cheats on her, he's stupid. Um, you know, I know if you can get any kind of strange that you want, it's very tempting. Uh, especially if you're like a 71-year-old man, you, if you can pull some, you know, mid-20s, early 30s. There's nothing wrong with that, brother, but you got a hot wife at home, and uh, I'm sure she still likes to, uh, I'm sure she still has a sex drive of some type. Um, although maybe at this point with stories about your sexual escapades, she ain't giving it to you, but someone's giving it to her. Um and if you're not, you're stupid, Mr. President. But, you know, I'm not going to talk about his economic policies or anything like that. I'm just going to say he should be, if he has problems with the wife, he should patch him up because she would make, she is a good first lady, I think. And here comes the haters. Um, and I think, uh, I think there has been some progress in making America great again over the last year. I don't care. I'm not going to defend it. I'm not going to type up a rebuttal. I'm just going to tell you that I think that um, things have gotten better over the last year, although gas prices are creeping up a bit, and from what I understand, they're going to be creeping up a little more. So uh, that's I don't understand that. That's not so cool. I don't like that, but... Maybe that was just a, a fake news story. You know, I didn't. I don't remember clicking on the link from it from the Drudge Report, but it did say four dollars a guess. Maybe I'll do that after the show. I don't know. Um, but you know, not politically speaking, guy should be banging his wife. And uh, you know, if you're gonna divorce her, just divorce her. You're the president. You're the guy who said. You could shoot someone in, what, Central Park and no one would care. You'd still win for president or something like that. Well, you know, why don't you divorce her if you could do anything and people would still elect you? And then you could bang all these porn stars and, you know, bimbos and whatever whatever else he's into. I was, I, and I do, I don't know why, but I do sometimes, well, what, the, what is this guy into, you know? What's his thing? Does he like to, like, be walked around the house like a dog or something? Does he like the red ball in the mouth? Like, what's his story? It's just something going on. He's not just having... I, I think he's weird. I think he's freaky in the bedroom, but to think about that is just utterly disgusting. So... <laughs> Better speaker than I thought he would be. Um, I think he. Don't not talking about it, not talking about it, not talking about it. So, um, in my own personal life, I did some rearranging to my house over the last I don't know two three weeks. Painted a couple of rooms moved a bunch of furniture around, brought some stuff downstairs into my basement that we're not going to use anymore, and I'm considering um, somehow donating it to a local thrift store that I checked to 
see if they did take furniture that wasn't, you know, in mint condition, but definitely still usable and, re, you know, able to be reused. And I was told I could. So I'm going to get rid of some of the dead wood, so to speak. And it is wood, so that's kind of a pun. Um, and I'm going to uh, just kind of continue to get rid of some of the clutter in here. I mean, it's neat and everything, you know. Everyone loves this house, but um, too much furniture and tables and things like that that I don't know how we've accumulated them, but we've accumulated them, and they're just kind of taking over. Like She's into antique chairs, a few couches in here, a dining room table. It's like we don't serve anyone. Why do we have a kitchen table? Why do we need this dining room table up? Can I take it apart because it's... It's very easy to take apart and just put it in the closet. Oh, no, it adds to the room. It adds to the room. But no one sees the room, and the room has a pig's litter box in it, so how does it... It doesn't matter what you put in there. It's not adding to the room because there's a kid's pool with cedar chips or whatever they are, wood pellets, uh, you know, not even, I don't know, eight feet from the... uh, beautiful dining table that has to be kept up for some reason. So anyway, uh, so now my problems are your problems. So, you know, a lot of times I like to talk, I guess I got to switch it up because I don't know how long I'm going to do this. And I'm, I haven't really eaten that much and I'm getting kind of hungry, but you know, a lot of the stuff, I, I'm into a lot of the rate, I'm into a lot of internet radio, but I'm also into um, shortwave radio. Now that doesn't mean I sit there and still turn the dials on shortwave radio and try to listen through the static to get an ID so I could send them a letter. And then, you know, for those who don't know about, you know, things like this, you know, in, in back in the day, you know, shortwave stations that were, you know, country-sponsored you know, stations, you know, whether it be you know, something that still exists like uh, New Zealand to some kind of religious station in Alaska. It was always fun to, you know, get into that. Unfortunately, most of those stations are gone because the uh, uh, the technology, I guess, is considered antiquated or they don't feel that it's worth the money for the government to sponsor um, because not many people are listening, at least not on the uh, shortwave. Everything is on the Internet. So I've kind of dropped out of that uh, scene that I was really into, you know. First of all, I don't think I have the um, attention span to be able to sit there and pull things out through static. And um, there's just nothing to listen to except for... And here we go. We'll do a little piece on this. And, you know, someone said, oh, if you do, if you do, I can't do Southern accent, but, or whatever the hell it is. But, you know, someone said, oh, if you do a, st- if you do a show, talk about Brother Stair. And, you know, a lot of people don't know who Brother Stair is, but some people do. And um, that person was supposed to call in and talk about Brother Stair, but he hasn't. So, you know, 
for those who know shortwave radio, even though I just said all these stations that were uh, state-sponsored or organization-sponsored, like Radio for Peace International, or Christian Science Monitor, which was actually really good news, well-produced, and I missed that. Maybe I'll look for that on archive.org. There's a pastor named Brother Stare. He's, I mean, he's ordained as a pastor somehow, somewhere, some way. So he runs a community in Walterboro, South Carolina, and he is on. He's pretty much, if you turn the shortwave dials these days, pretty much the only guy who's going to come in clear, like booming in, because he's on so many stations. One of those frequencies one of those times is really getting out there. So it doesn't pay to, in my opinion, it's just a, it's a waste of time to listen to shortwave because you're either going to get stuff that in languages that you don't understand or you're going to get... Uh, religious stuff, whether it be Brother Stare, I can't really think of anyone else. I don't know if Dr. Gene Scott is still on the air, but um, he he was quite a quite a showman. I guess kind of like Brother Stare, but anyway, Brother Stare he's allegedly a cult leader, but he he leads a congregation up there and down there in my case in South Carolina, and a month month and a half ago place was raided and Stair was accused, taken away like, you know, they had like armored cars and stuff. It was like a a Ruby Ridge or a Waco but it went down good. No one got shot or anything like that. And um, they took the guy away because allegedly he's molesting kids in his congregation. And there's a video of him like just you know, I don't know if he was supposed to be healing this girl, but she was like 14 and he grabbed her tits, and it's on tape. So, um, not really sure what that's about, but, you know, I, they must have some other stuff on him. But supposedly he's screwing around sexually and supposedly a man of God and has been for God knows how many years because he's 85. So he got locked up for, you know, a month or so. and they came up with a 750000 bail. So I don't know if, I think you have to just put up 10% of whatever that number is. I'm not positive. So he either put up 75000 or 750000 but he's out. And he was supposed to cease broadcasting on shortwave at least um, due to the fact that there weren't going to be any more new programs and if Brother Stairs the money's not going to be rolling in, which I can't understand how so much money rolls in to Brother Stare and his organization to buy radio 24-7 that is beamed to just about every country. So anyway, they, 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 swat, they swatted this guy, took him downtown, booked him, threw him in a cell, and uh, I finally got a bail hearing, and he got out, and I'm listening. 
I got a tip on Facebook that he was back on and talking about his situation, you know, that it was live. And I thought, well, this is going to be good stuff. And it was, you know, he uh, didn't talk about religion. And he doesn't always, you know, go full out on the religion, makes him somewhat, somewhat, somewhat listenable. But once he goes off on, on, on the Jerusalem stuff or whatever, and end of the world, you know, whatever his thing is, uh, then I tend to tune it out. But, um, you know, what's he going to say? You know, when he gets out, he got out of jail and... But, you know, according to what I heard, it sounded like the charges were, in his mind, bullshit. And, um, but he's out 84, 85 years old. Even if they prosecute him and it takes two years for this case to go to court, the guy's 87. What are you, you going to sentence him to? You know, whatever you sentence him to is most likely a death sentence. But, on the other hand, it's not the first time that he's been involved in some kind of criminal sexual activity um, case, you know. Um, cur- what did I call it? A criminal sexual... Uh, uh, okay. Now, since I forgot again where I am. And I'm not playing this. You know, I'll remember what I was just talking about in a second, but until I do, I just kind of blank out. I don't know why. And I don't want to find out that it's signs of early dementia. But it kind of seems like that. So you're listening to a demented show here on uh, Anything Goes with Pete Dembski on, um, who, who happens to like forget his thoughts for like 15 seconds and then they come back. And I don't want to, I, I remember it and I should have just gone with what, oh, okay, no, wait, 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 what was it? Oh, Brother Stare, thank you. Oh, thank you, mind. Thank you, brain. Um so they raided him, he's back, he's out on jail, bail, uh, touches little kids, and has shortwave, shortwave service uh, that reaches just about everywhere, and is on the internet. You know, obviously everyone is on the internet. Shit, I'm on the internet, and I can't even speak. So, um, so Stair uh, is back, and preaching, and railing on his uh, accusers and uh, the authorities. And, and I heard, for those of you that are into shortwave radio in any way, there's a station called WBCQ, and it's owned by a guy named Alan Weiner. And Alan Weiner, you know, he's like an old hippie, but through the years he seems to have become more right-wing, you know, more definitely has you know, the Alan Weiner of 1970 is not the Alan Weiner of 2018. This guy supports Trump now and uh, supports Brother Stair. And at the Brother Stair website is like a 23, 24 minute, they call it testimony. So we'll go with that. A 23, 24 minute testimony of Alan Weiner, you know, pretty much vouching for Dr. Stair's character and how long they've worked together and he's never seen any evidence of, you know, he's never thought that, you know, anything like that was going on. And he was there more than once. So he gave a, you know, a sterling or, you know, uh, what would you call it? It was a very good uh, presentation. So 
for lack of a better term, boyfriend who's 83, maybe even 84 by now, years old. Um, he lives with this uh, I guess transgender person, uh, a, a man who he dresses as a woman and talks like a woman and acts like a woman and uh, identifies as a woman and you know once again for anyone who's listened to any of my shows you guys know that you know although it's still probably a quarter mile up the road these people are my neighbors and it's taken a little getting used to I mean you know I have no problem with homosexuality and never have it doesn't mean I've ever been into it I just have no problem with it you know whatever you want to do do just don't do it on the street where I can see it and don't do it to kids so, um, and that goes for anybody, but, um, see, now the 10 second rule is going to come into effect and that's like not good because it shouldn't be happening. So what was I talking about? You know, if that one comes back, it comes back. I don't know. Oh, okay. The transvestite, I was going to get like a half hour out of this or so whatever, transgender. So. Um, the transgender visits every two weeks or so, and, you know, I generally hide in the room until it's gone, she's gone. Um, I'm not going to call her it. I'll just call her she, you know, even though she still has uh, a, a man's rig down there, um, I'll just call her she. And um, she's you know, that's like that's our friend, you know, a paranoid schizophrenic transgender person who thinks there are cameras and uh recording equipment all over this rural area that someone has taken the time to put cameras and surveillance equipment for whatever reason who you know, for no reason because it doesn't exist. Um so that that thing will come over and have a cup of coffee, although I don't think she really does have a cup of coffee, but um, maybe a water, and just be real, real paranoid. We spent, I spent Thanksgiving with those people, and it was the it was the last one I ever went to. I ever went to. I ever went to. It was horrible. I'd rather sit here and eat um, a whole and try and eat a whole turkey with Jeannie over the course of a few days. But after like three days, I can't eat any more turkey. And the only turkey I'll eat throughout the rest of the year is occasional turkey on a sandwich, whether it be a Subway or for some reason something I have at home. But um, <laughs> why was I talking about Thanksgiving? Why was Oh, the tranny. Yes, so we spent the time up there. and It was a disaster, so we stopped doing holidays and every the few times my wife has gone up there which is probably like five um got the old 83 year old man thinks she steals stuff from his house he'll see me um and not her he doesn't like her for some reason because he i think he thinks that she poses a threat to him and his uh he she lover man or whatever doesn't like genie for some reason having to do with her having a relationship with the tranny shim. So um, the tranny shim is very paranoid and thinks that someone's going to get her. And, you know, uh, it's just that, you 
know, that's weird for being out in the country, you know. You don't, it's like, how does this person, when they go into the stores, people must look at them. I mean, yeah, is that, it's not racism, is it, uh, it's some type of discrimination, but people look, you know, people look at it, you know, people look at them, so, um, it must be hard, but, you know, whatever, you know, if you want to do that, that's fine, just, you know, I, I, I'm friends with you, I, I, I know you, and I try to keep things as pleasant and quiet with your paranoid schizophrenic ass as is possible, but, um, When you come to my house, I'm hiding out in the bedroom and trying not to listen to anything by putting on headphones. So um, there you go on that. Uh, I mean, there's just so much else, you know, the whole paranoid and being watched and, you know, the phone lines are being tapped. It's, it's, it's great, but after like the 15th time, it's like, you know, yawn, yawn city. Uh, so we got her, um, I guess we're going to get some new neighbors around here. This house on the corner here that was built in 1861, I believe, and it's been on the market for like seven years, and I guess February 7th it's closing, and we're going to get some new neighbors down the corner. And that's all. That's not a quarter mile, but it's seven, eight, 700 yards, 800 yards, I don't know. It's a good walk. I don't know how to measure it, but and it's down and up a hill, so it's a hell of a walk. And, you know, I hope I get some nice neighbors. Not that I'd be right on top of them because we're so separated, but, you know, the neighbors that live there were nice now and were from Arizona in the winter and Vermont in the summer and, uh, the guy who's FBI, the guy who's selling the house allegedly on February 7th was, uh, no, Phoenix Police Department, but consultant to the FBI having to do with, uh, child kidnapping, missing children, and, you know, child issues, stuff that we would never, ever, ever want to see, you know, firsthand. So I got to give him credit. And and the guy lets out his steam by just mowing his lawn every day on his tractor, mowing his lawn, mowing his lawn. So, but I've talked to him, and he's cool, but he's like ex-FBI. And then the one who the uh, paranoid schizophrenic Shim thinks has the whole area bug is is a straight-up retired um, FBI guy. And supposedly he's the one who has the place all rigged up for sound, but, you know, if he's listening for me, he's not really getting too much bang for his buck, and what the hell does this transvestite have to say, and why would this FBI guy, former FBI guy, um, it's just, it's just ridiculous, some of this stuff I have to go through, you know, whether it be junkies, or transvestites or whatever transgender folk or my lovely wife has made the scene I was talking about uh, Shim I didn't really have that much what else should I talk about for producer 
I gave uh, someone a plug that we listen to on Saturday night, Sunday mornings from 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not into it, obviously, but, you know, thanks for the rosary. I mean, that was a beautiful rosary. Would, is that a rosary? Is that what's called a rosary? And it's a nice one? Beautiful, beautiful rosary. So I'll never have anything to do with it. To me, it looks like a nice piece of jewelry, but very, 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 very cool. And, uh, you know, I, uh, what else? I guess, you know, since I'm a radio guy, I just, I like to go through my Monday through Friday radio listening schedule, Monday through whatever, my seven-day radio listening schedule. Probably boring to every single one of you. But, cat, get out of this. Get out of here, cat. Pre 
18, uh, you know, I don't remember the years exactly, and I definitely didn't watch it the 22 or something years he was on the air or whatever it was. I don't know how long it was. But, so I listened to that. Um, my wife won't listen to that. She thinks he's not funny, corny. She gets, like, defensive if I try to listen to it without headphones. But I think this guy's link is uh, UncleFloydRadio.com. UncleFloydRadio.com. So I enjoy that from 9 to 11. It's it's not super well produced. <laughs> I got to say, for professionals, it's not super well produced. But... They get some interesting callers, and, you know, Floyd's such corny, you know, throwback to another generation and another era. Uh, but uh, it doesn't go over well with the wife. So that's Monday. Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. There's nothing I really listen to on Tuesday. I can't think of anything that stands out that I'd listen to on Tuesday. Uh, I'd probably come home and, you know, listen to my Phil Hendry podcast and, uh, Maybe uh, download News Hour from the BBC that would have been on at 4, 4 p.m. Eastern because I know the BBC isn't always the most fair and, and can be slanted, but it's kind of, you know, for what we have, it's kind of the best news service out there, you know, giving us stories that we don't always get on mainstream news in America. So Tuesday will be just catch up. Um, you know, there's a show called BBC Witness. I'll download a few of those. It's just catch up, you know. Um, so that's Tuesday. Wednesday, also 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, I still listen to Hal Turner. Um, and, you know, the shortwave people know who Hal Turner is, and the non-shortwave people don't know Hal Turner is. So for the non-shortwave people, Hal Turner, who's on uh, his own website nwbcq.com um, was um, you know a radio host um, one of the original co-hosts of the right perspective which I'll get to that in a minute because I want to get that website out you know there's some good stuff going on there but anyway uh, we're going back now to Wednesday Hal Turner uh, work supposedly you know whatever it was he wound up in jail for for threatening or yeah threatening three federal judges and somehow after his third trial he was convicted and sent to prison for a while i don't know three years and uh couldn't be on the internet for some x amount of time and he was found out during his trial he was an fbi informant um and anyway, for the non-shortwave people, he's out of jail and he's back and he's been on for I don't know if it's a year or two years, but he's you know he's just a doom and gloom kind of guy. None of his stuff comes true. I can't really think of anything, any kind of prediction he says that I've heard recently that has come true. But good radio listening, callers are good. This guy Jimmy from Rochester's classic. That should be like just a a CD of his calls. It would be great. Um, or any other calls he might have made to any other radio stations. Um, but, you know, always begging for money. I'm not sending you money, you know. If you want to continue me listening to you, then you stay on the radio. If you would like me to not listen to you, then don't stay on the radio. You know, I'm making the effort to listen to you. Although, as I say radio, I really mean Internet. Um, so that's Wednesday night. Hal Turner. 
there's a show before Hal Turner, if you listen to the WBCQ feed, and it's called, uh, I think it's called Know Your Adversary, and it's kind, it's kind of an interesting show. I really don't know where this guy's at on things, but it's just, he has a good radio voice, and uh, the presentation is very nice, so Know Your Adversary is on um, WBCQ. Just before Hal Turner, if you're listening to Hal Turner on WBCQ, if you're listening to Hal Turner from his own site, I would bet that that from your own app, Know Your Adversary show, is not on. Um, okay. Uh, today is, so now we, Wednesday, Hal Turner, Thursday. Well, I'm on here right now, so I can't think of anything I'm really missing. Um, I can't think of anything I would need to catch up on. So Thursday night is like, you know, uh, there's nothing on network TV that I watch, and I don't need anything more than network TV. Uh, so I don't know. Let's say Thursday is uh, uh, doing a show, doing a um, an out-of-control spiraling show on talk show every six weeks or so. Because I would bet that the last time I did it was probably on a Thursday. Okay. So I don't have any particular Thursday shows. I'm thinking quickly, and there's nothing that comes to mind that's a must-listen. Okay. So that brings us to Friday. And I know nobody cares, but I just thought I'd share this. Now, Friday, I've changed up my listening pattern. And and I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, I used to listen to um, The Right Perspective on Friday nights and, and shortwave people and nimbusters and uh, people who listen to um, or have listened to BCQ or WWCR, whatever station these guys are on. Friday night, I used to listen to The Right Perspective without fail live for years. I can't even, I, you know what, the years go by so fast, as I said earlier in this thing. I can't even tell you how many years it was. It, it, it's been that I've listened to that show every Friday night, going back to when I remember at least three hosts. I don't know if I remember Hal Turner being on there, but you know, going back to shortwave only days, and I would listen to him without fail every Friday night. Well, I found some other stuff that I want to listen to on Friday night, and some of it doesn't get put up on podcasts right away. So I have to kind of listen to them live. And one of them, okay, uh, in place of the right perspective, which starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time, I've been listening to Alan Weiner Worldwide on WBCQ for uh, for the fact that his podcasts are usually a little uh, late. And I know that I can catch the end of the right perspective or just download the podcast for use on Saturday, but we'll get to that when we get to Saturday. So, you know, I've been listening to Alan Weiner, and, you know, oh, woe is, he's a woe is me type dude, I guess is just like I am, or my friend that does a show on Saturday slash Sunday night. Um, ooh, I guess I'm going to have to plug my name. Uh, there would be no reason not to. But anyway, so I switched around, you know, instead of listening to the right perspective straight through from 8 o'clock, I'll listen to Alan Weiner worldwide, just because I, I just, he's, He's so greedy. I can't explain him. Me and my wife both hate him, but we listen to him and just like, what a cheap bastard you are, you know? And uh, he 
he's had a fire at his transmission site, transmitter site recently, and uh, something else might have happened that I can't remember at the moment. Um, but so I'll listen to him. He's over at nine. So I've been so at nine. I've been going on Talkstream Live, and there's a show. Host's name is Raleigh James. R O L L Y E James. Raleigh James. A woman. Um, I'm gonna say she's in her sixties. I don't know. The picture they have of her up there is probably twenty years old, but. Raleigh James. I guess she's worked in radio in like 32 markets, big, small. I first heard of her when I used to play with my radios, and I would get AM, you know, do AM DXing, which is, you know, searching for, far, you know, signals that are far away from you. And the first time I heard of this Raleigh James woman was when I was tuning around, and I found Phil Hendry for the first time ever, and the story that I heard, even though it was wacky, off-the-wall, crazy, unbelievable, I thought it was true. I did not realize Phil Hendry was doing two voices, doing all the voices. You know, I, I thought that the guy he was talking to actually was a guest. So after Phil was on, I guess maybe I nodded off a little bit or something, but I uh, listened to the next show. And the next show was Raleigh James. And it was really, really good. You know, she she interacted well with the callers, you know, and she was a libertarian, but with kind of right-leaning stances. And like I said, I don't know if Philadelphia, well, she worked in L.A., but Philadelphia was maybe her biggest market on the East Coast. I'm not really sure. I don't think she ever played in New York or was even syndicated in New York. But I've been listening to this woman. And she does a lot of talking about issues during the of the day on her uh, Friday at 9 o'clock p.m. Uh, show that you can catch off her website, another website I don't uh, remember, but uh, just look for R-O-L-L-Y-E, James. And, you know, she does like, you know, a lot of times the callers are just people that sound like they're on their deathbed, and you know they're not going to call back anytime soon. But she seems to have a loyal calling. Big into collecting records, like has I don't know. I, she said it, but I don't know, maybe a hundred thousand vinyl, forty fives and and thirty threes. But um, it's just interesting. A mix of callers, some old music that is so obscure that. Most 50s music, which is what it is, um, fans wouldn't wouldn't get it, but she's got it. She's really into it, really into it. So, um, and she does a trivia question, which, you know, if I had called, I've gotten one or two of them, which have surprised me because they're hard. And um, so that was uh, Rolly James. She usually goes from 9 p.m. Eastern to... Um, 11.30, 11, 11.30 Eastern. She's usually, she tries to get off in two hours, so 11 p.m. Eastern, but she's on there sometimes till 11.30 if she gets some yappy guy who has the hots for Raleigh James. Um, 
<laughs> which there is, there's lots of fanboys there going on. So um, we got Raleigh James, and that is bringing us up to 11.30, at which point I'll go to the right perspective, which I've been listening to for years, and that one I definitely, definitely have to give the website because this is one of the best talk radio shows that's still on the air, and um, some people think it it has gone off the air, but it hasn't. Um, It's going strong and doing better than ever, and things seem to be running really smoothly, and um, let's see here. I know that I got these guys lined up here somewhere, since I listen to it every week, but what I don't do is listen to it live. I'll catch the last hour, hour and a half. For those who listen to the show, that usually means listening to Cheryl, uh, who's a, I would say, 60-ish Jewish woman with a heavy New York accent because she didn't, she wasn't from Jersey, uh, what do you want to say, originally, so she grew up somewhere in the city, somewhere in New York City, so, um, so she's interesting, I guess, there's only so much you can take, but, uh, you know what, they always give the website for the show that just shows the old interviews, and we don't really want that. I'm going to give the website for the actual uh, where you can hear the podcast because, as I said, I don't listen to the show from the beginning, and I've been listening to the show for years, and the website's changed. And Some people think that the right perspective isn't on anymore, but it is, and it is still going strong. And um, the one on this, which I listened to as a download sometime over the weekend, because these shows are like five hours long, uh, is trpshowpodcasts.blogspot.com. And uh, this has changed, you know, within the last year or so. So trpshowpodcasts.blogspot.com. And you'll hear some of, you know, two of Talk Radio's legends... Uh, coming at you from the right, uh, also taking calls, playing uh, relevant audio clips, and um, one of the guys, Frank, is just a legend, talk radio legend. His monologues are uh, excellent, 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 great monologuist. Him and John have good chemistry most of the time. There are some laughs when, uh, you know, Frank goes to take a piss while he's on the air or... You know, you catch John eating a hero sandwich or something, but good, good stuff, and still out there. And as I said, I'll I usually download that podcast when it's put up, and listen to it on Saturday or Sunday, and uh, so that takes care of Friday. Uh, Saturday, as I said, I listen to some of TRP if or all of TRP if it's like you know freezing cold and I'm stuck in on the weekend. Um, But from 6 to 8 Eastern Time, United States, uh, I listen to WBCQ again. And I listen to this show called Shortwave Saturday Night. And it's hosted by, it's on WBCQ, the Alan Weiner-owned station out of Monticello, Maine. 
this guy that I listened to on Shortwave Saturday Night, is one of, like, Wiener's old friends, uh, uh, Pirate Joe. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but it might be Paul Joseph Ferraro. Anyway, these guys go way back, way back. So Wiener, you know, gave him some couple hours on one of his, one of the frequencies, and, you know, of course, I'm not listening to this on the frequencies, I'm listening to this on the internet, but you could, you know, they can be picked up in the right conditions, in the right states, whatever. So, we listened to Shortwave Saturday Night, this guy's a bleeding, bleeding heart liberal, oh, so liberal, it's just, and, and just, whatever he's doing, He's doing as good as the right perspective is doing on the right. You know, right perspective is hitting it out of the park on the right. And um, this guy from Shortwave Saturday Night, J.P. Ferraro, is hitting out of the park from the left. Both of them based on just entertainment value, but um, they're just, they, they make good, like, totally opposites the right perspective which I might listen to before listening to this show where you're Saturday night on WBCQ and getting the exact opposite type views expressed very vigorously by the host um, so that's Saturday and then uh, Sunday I guess you know you still call it Saturday but Saturday slash Sunday um, 12 to 1 I, I've been hinting around but you know I listen to LF Midwood and um, give him a plug because, you know, good guy, good guy. Uh, and he, and, and uh, very similar to myself. And I'm not going to get into that, but just in the little bit I've, we've known of each other, and it has been a little bit, you know, and I don't, I think maybe both of us are afraid of, like, getting close to someone and spilling our, you know, opening up and spilling our guts, but... We have some similar, similar, some similar, uh, we're kind of similar, that's all. Sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad, that's bad, but um, this guy does a show on Saturday night slash Sunday morning, 12 a.m., he's always on time, and he does it every single week, and you can catch it on YouTube, address of which I don't have, um, but you can just go to lfnidwood.com. And uh, somewhere there is, I don't even remember to tell you the truth. How do I get to you? Oh, I just watch you on YouTube. Yeah, lfmidwood.com. Um, but, you know, you can listen to them on, uh, I think there's a feed through uh, 11LRNI, Radio New York International's website. Yeah, that's how it is. So if you don't want to see video of his face, which is very similar to my bald, shaved, round, big face, um, you can listen to him with the black glasses like I got and whatever. It's kind of creepy sometimes, but um, when I talk to him, I can never put all these coincidences together in one group, and I'm not going to sit around and write, yeah, me and you are like this in this way, and you and me are like this in that way, but it's, it is kind of weird. We've spent a lot of time on the phone. And as I said, I won't call, but LF Midwood, uh, 12 o'clock until uh, 1.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Sunday, WBC, no, not WBCQ, uh, Radio New York International, and YouTube. And I don't know if he's still doing Periscope or any other things. I don't even know from this Periscope. So 
I'm not going to pimp it out because I don't even have it if it's an app, whatever. So check them out on YouTube or um, lfbandwidth.com. And that brings us to Sunday. Even though we've ended in Sunday morning, we're going into Sunday evening. And uh, every other Sunday I listen to Johnny Lightning at, um, what would that be, johnlightning.com, I guess. It's either johnlightning.com or johnnylightning.com. And um, yeah, he's been around forever in the pirate. He was huge. In, you know, he was big into the pirate race scene. He's been around. He's paid his dues, let's say, you know. Um, everything I've heard about him, a lot of it coming from LF, really, you know, is impressive of, you know, Johnny Lightning and how serious he takes this and, you know, even though he ne- he was never a professional, he definitely could have been a professional. You know, he definitely could. Whether it was WBAI or WABC when they played music, that guy, uh, John Lightning, could have been a professional. But he he worked his 30 years and gets his pension, and he's chilling out in Staten Island, and good for him. And he's doing his show every two weeks, every other week on WBCQ. And... Um, I listen through his website, so I don't know if it's WBCQ5160. I don't know. You know what? I don't know what the frequency is, but I believe he's on WBCQ. But I just listen to him from... Uh, where do I listen to him from, Paul? Uh, his website, johnlightning.com. So uh, that's every other Sunday. So I believe he was just on this past... Sunday, today being 2-1, so whatever the Sunday was before this, he was on, so he won't be on this Sunday, so it's an every other week thing, great jingles, great bumper music, Uh, it's been cool because he's stayed away from politics mostly as much as he can, because he's fed up and sick with it too, I think, and it's just, it, it, veers everything off into a direction that he perhaps doesn't want to go and I don't really want to go so um so that's 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 me that's boring me um I have a radio station I have a radio thing I listen to um almost every night and uh you know that's that's about it and the ones that I don't catch that I like that I maybe not have mentioned um, are generally put up on podcasts fairly quick. So um, tune around. You know, you don't have to tune. Click around on the Internet. You know, you find something you like. If you like listening to radio and painting a picture in your mind instead of having it fed to you, then radio um, is uh, a great outlet for for knowledge, for learning, and for entertainment. And uh, you don't have to be blind to be into the radio because you can't watch TV. It's just very exciting. Um, local radio and, and corporate radio, yeah, that kind of is boring, repetitive, and not good radio. But there are some smaller stations out there and some stations in big markets that are just kind of hiding under the radar that, you know, are good as far as talk and progressiveness and conservativeness and unfortunately liberalness um, so you know 
spend some time playing with the internet radio, you know, go to talk stream live. They have, you know, sometimes there's like 50 or more people listed, 50 or more different shows. I've found a few that I've listened to. I found this guy, Wayne Allen Root, who the last time I heard of him, he was doing football picks um, for like $25 a call um, back in the 90s. And apparently he's now Biggie in the Libertarian Party and uh, I guess was a vice presidential or presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party. Obviously not this time because it was Gary Johnson. And I don't know who it was four years ago, but it might have been the four years ago before that. But Wayne Allen Root, former sports prognosticator, has a radio show that has absolutely nothing to do with sports. It's strictly politics. And it's, you know, a little bit of lighthearted stuff, but it's mostly hardcore conservative politics, and it's very cool. So TalkStream Live, if you're looking for something to listen to on the radio, just go there. You'll find something. The only the only drawback is I would say most of these things listed on TalkStream Live have commercials. And to me, commercials are just... I just want to bang my head off a tree when when commercials break up a good segment going on commercial radio. But it's called commercial radio because it's for profit, you know, commerce, ad sales, you know. I understand that. So, but that doesn't mean I have to like because it breaks up continuity. So, um, you know, there's my take on everything. Everything that matters to nobody. But I I thought I could do this tonight. I was pushed to do this tonight. I have run down my... Damn, my Samsung tablet here is just... Something's wrong with the charges. It used to last a lot longer. But that's my problem, not yours. Uh, I'm going to go in one more time and check... Uh, master control unit number two, see if anyone ever listened. Nobody listened, which is kind of a bummer, but that's cool. Um, I think I'll just play a song for nobody and sign off since I feel like playing just random songs. Let me see what I downloaded here. Boom. Boom. I like doing boom, boom, boom. Okay, unknown artist. Oh, here we go. Okay, I'm going to play one more song, and uh, then I'll come back, say goodbye, and uh, call it a night, and uh, maybe give you guys a little more advanced warning next time. Um, I was going to talk about the Nimbuster board, or whatever we call it, Hate and Flame. You know, I try to dedicate a little bit of time to the Hate and Flame board, but, you know, there's nothing going on. There's nothing going on. And uh, I'm a creature of habit, so I'm not going to jump over to F-169 or F-2 if it even still exists or whatever. And I'm definitely not going on Twitter because, you know, it, it's 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 pointless. It's totally pointless. At least on Facebook you can switch your diversion to maybe a game or something like that or a group specific to something you're interested in too. But I do Cut my Twitter account like a year ago. Never missed it. Could care less about Twitter. Um, huge waste of time. Uh, definitely a Facebook guy, and even that's getting a little stale. Um, so I will go from 
time to time, trying to stay off of it, but Facebook is crack. Facebook is like crack. It's media crack. So it's hard to quit. So I'm going to play a song that no one will give a shit about, and um, I'm going to be right back to just say goodnight, and then I'm going to go finally eat something. So this is from, is this? Where are I? Uh, this is the last band me and Jeannie actually went out to a concert to see, and it was pretty cool, and we were front row, and even though I got a little bit crushed, I had a great time, but this was like seven years ago, so I don't know how up I'd be for it now, but here we go.
that made it in the charts, but I know that um, it's used, it's, I've heard it used in like several campaigns, like I've seen it used in a Ford commercial and a few others, so, um, you know, the band was cool, but they sold out, sold out their music to commercials, because I've heard another one, that another song they used on some other commercial, so, um, you know, seems like they could chill on the royalties off of that song, and any of the royalties they get selling well, cash monies they get selling their songs to uh, things like Ford and whatever else I've heard them on. But um, it's called they were called Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. I believe they're still together, but they booted out that chick singer that was on the song I just played. And the band hasn't been as good since then. You know, they lost. I think she was like the thing that attracted people to the band, and she's not there anymore. So. Last band we saw, and uh, I'm going to start wrapping this up. I uh, would, I still say I would go professional and sound professional and, you know, either do a Spreaker account or a Mixler account or, you know, get on someone's server, whatever. Um, but I just, I can't commit to doing this. I can't commit to a schedule on doing this, so... You know, why do I want to shell out money for Spreaker when I'm doing one show every six weeks, but I'm getting charged, you know, I'd be getting charged $20 each month or whatever it is now, and I'm doing like one show a month, and I don't know, one show every six weeks, so I'm paying for a month where I don't do shows. Uh, I don't know. And I can't get on a, uh, I, I guess I just need discipline or I'm undisciplined, but I can't get on a regular schedule telling anybody, hey, come listen to my show. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing that. Call in. You know, let's liven this place up a little. Um, I just throw these things together. You know, when I'm feeling talkative, which apparently, obviously, I was feeling talkative tonight, but it is time to shut it down. Um, I'm home. I'm up here in Vermont. My own roof over my head. Don't have to worry about landlord or anything uh, like 
that or noisy neighbors um, because I have none, and that's fine with me. Um, you know, it's good living here in Vermont. It's, uh, you know, living up north here, it's a bit more conservative than the rest of Vermont, like every other county in Vermont. Um, but even with that bit of conservatism, the new generation coming up isn't as conservative and um, it's becoming a nice place to live. You know, they do need to do some things here. Um, they did they they did do a major hit on that heroin thing that was, like, rocking this city uh, town. It was really, really, it was bad. And, they, and I guess whoever they hit, they cut down quite a bit of it. So that's good. Um, our main street, we have lots of empty uh, storefronts. But um, although I've been hearing it since the day I came here, oh, they're going to revitalize, revitalize. Well, you can't revitalize this town unless you bring in tourists. And in order to bring in tourists, you've got to make your main street look good um, and give them reasons to come. And, you know, aside from a really nice walking path around our international lake meant for Magog, uh, which I, well, it's dark out, but I can see right now, and it's frozen, and they got the ice shacks out there, and, you know, that's actually something, I've been here long enough where I say if I'm going to do something, I should have done it already, but ice fishing seems very cool, very nice, and, uh, you know, aside from the uh, investment in the shed, which you're allowed to leave out there, as long as you have proper identification on it, go out there whenever you want, um, which is a cool way to do something in the winter instead of just sticking around. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't have a cough button. So anyway, uh, this might sound more professional sometime. If I can ever um, commit to a schedule, which I don't see happening anytime soon, I might, you know, invest in some uh, actual good sound quality, you know, maybe a board or, you know, something like that. Um, but I've been saying that for like, four years, five years, so it's probably not going to happen, um, and I just have to be in a certain uh, mindset that I don't always get into um, when doing this, but when I get into it, I can talk, but there's no one listening, um, which I'm not, you know, I hope maybe someone downloads it, you know, maybe not, you know, the music probably sends some people away, I don't blame them, because um, music kills m- when I'm listening to shows, music kills it. But um, I had to fill some time. So I played a different, a mixture. Of, there was no theme or anything. And, you know, maybe aside from my Anything Goes theme, I'll just do talking next time, whenever that next time may be. But for uh, tonight, for tonight, which, uh, let's see, is still, since I have no sense of time, Oh, yeah, plenty of time. Uh, so tonight, for uh, February 1st, 2018, um, we're going to end this show. And I am going to uh, wish you all a good night. And uh, next time I put one up, anyone is uh, welcome to call and that's going to end our recording for the evening, uh, being Thursday night. Once again, February 1st, 2018. It's a Thursday. Have a great weekend. 
and thanks for listening, downloading, or sharing. Good night.
Hello? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.